Welcome to season two of the Age Sister podcast. This season, we're talking all about women at work. So let's get started with today's expert. Hey, everyone. I'm super excited to have Joquise J. Spikes on the show today. So Jay is the founder of Wise Hat Consulting, a company that empowers women leaders who feel stuck and burned out in their careers to find their voice and take back control to excel and generate real opportunities. She's the founder of the Humbitious Women Academy, a virtual program designed to help women rebuild and take ownership of their careers. This 23-year-plus corporate leader is well known for being tenacious and passionate about helping women be bold and embrace their true selves. Jay's a recipient of the Career Communications Women of Color STEM Technology Rising Star Award for her outstanding professional achievements. She uses her training and experience to lead women to succeed by teaching them how to change their hat, that's habits, associations, and thoughts, to enhance their career. So welcome, Jay. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great to have you. So I guess I'm going to start out by just getting right into it and asking you what brought you to doing the work that you're doing today, and especially what brought you to being a humbitious woman? Well, Kate, in short, one word, pain. <laughs> to be honest, right? So I am uh, a twenty, almost twenty-five year corporate America vet, I guess you could say. And over my twenty-five years, I've suffered through a lot of things as a young woman in the workplace, and learning how to navigate um, all the things that come with being a woman in corporate America, being an ambitious woman in corporate America. Um, I ran into a lot of pitfalls. I ran into a lot of uh, brick walls, um, just a lot of hiccups along the way. Thankfully, though, at the same time, I had a lot of wonderful um, mentors who pulled me to the side and put me you know, under their wing, poured into me, taught me a lot of things, made me do a lot of things I didn't want to do. And out of those experiences, it became, as I started to progress in my career and then myself become the leader and manager of other people, particularly other women, um, watching them suffer through the same things I was suffering through, right? And then it became, wait a minute, I got to do something about this. So I started out helping other women within my company. And then that turned into teaching webinars on certain topics. And it seemed to be the same topic over and over again. Um, women were suffering, not knowing how to articulate their value in the workplace, not knowing how to use their voice, um, having the wrong interpretation of the word humble, what it really means. And mm -hmm. then that turned into, okay, I've helped all these women in my company. There's other women out there that I'm meeting, I meet, I am meeting and they're suffering as well. And so I've always had a plan to start my company after I retire. You know how we say, right? After, mm -hmm. after this, then I'm going to, once I make it to this point that I'm going to do A, B, and C. And when the pandemic hit, it was like, what are you waiting for? There are people, there are women who need what you have to say and the things that, you learned, that you've learned, they need that now. And so it became, okay. I already knew what my mission was to, to not have another woman suffer the way that I did. Um, but now it became urgent. 
okay, you need to get this message out now. And so Ambitious Woman, being humble and ambitious, the whole book, um, my my company, Wise Head Consulting, everything was kind of just birthed through all of that sense of urgency. And even in seeing the whole results of the pandemic, right? Um, the great resignation, as they call it, the the she session, the you know the wexit, right? Women exiting the workforce in droves. Um, that also catapulted things as well. But really, pain drove me here, um, and the solutions to those pains, and now wanting to share that with other women. Wow, I really um, loved your book. A ambitious woman. I um, really, really enjoyed it. And I guess one of the things that I thought about during your book was this idea of the HATS framework and how that applies to the women in the age group that I work with. So I work with, as you know, women kind of midlife and beyond, midlife and older. And Women um, in mid-level management, you know the ages of a lot of those yeah. women. They I'm in are it. predicted. To, <laughs> you're in it exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're predicted to leave the workforce at the highest rate in 2022. Mm-hmm. So when you think about some of those things and helping prevent that pain, and I'm thinking it's a big question, but I'm thinking around that hats framework. How does that apply to the women in that group? Do you think? Oh. Yeah. So here's my philosophy. Um, A lot of times we tend to, as women, point the finger. And I'm I'm just going to tell my story, right? I definitely did Mm. that. When it came to why am I not getting the promotion? Why am I not getting noticed? Why don't they, you know, see the hard work, my contributions? Um, You know, why isn't this person showing or giving me the respect that they give to their male counterparts, same level as me? I was doing this, you know, pointing the finger, it's them, it's them, it's them. And I'll never forget my father telling me growing up as a child, when you point your one little finger, you have these three pointing right back at you. Ironically, Mm. H-A-T, these three fingers, hat, right? So the question is, or became for me, what am I doing that I can control that can reset myself and position me for these things that I want in my career. Because the some of what I mentioned earlier, you can't control, right? But what what are my habits? What are my mm-hmm. associations? What are my thoughts? So am I showing up in a way um, on time, uh, contributing, using my voice, right? What are my habits around my career that are either helping me or serving me? When it comes to associations, who, how do I view networking and who am I networking with? Who am I surrounding myself around, right? Are the people that I'm around in my career committed to comfort or are they ones that are going to push me as well, right? And then your thoughts. What mm. do you think about yourself and what do you think about your career? What do you think about your capabilities? Everything to me, even in life and your career, comes down to your hat. Um, and it was Girl, it's if before I ever said, ladies, it's time to change your hat. <laughs> I said to myself, Jay, it's time to change your hat. Like you have to take ownership for your career, reg- regardless of your age, regardless of the things that we have out there coming against us as women, right? And particularly in society, we have to take ownership. And so that's what hat, wise hat, so taking wisdom and applying it to those three areas, that's how a wise hat was born. And that's what it's all about. Mm. 
Do you think that changes as women get older? Do you think those three things, their habits, their associations, and their thoughts change, and especially around work? Absolutely. They have to. They have to. So early in my career, my habit was showing up late to work. So much so, and I talk about Mm -hmm. it in my book, (laughs) so much so that I almost got fired, right? Um, for, for being a minute late a bunch of times over and over and over and over and over again. Right. So that was then that was over almost 20 plus years ago. Right. Well, now what, what's the habit? The habit is, am I being proactive enough, you know, to take care of things ahead of time so that I can go and focus in on what's important now? Um, you know, how do I structure my day? Uh, you know, how do I, um, am I paying attention during conference calls? Am I contributing or am I multitasking? They're different now. My habits are different now versus what it was. So yes, we have to be able to be flexible, to ebb and flow with where we are. Some of us weren't mothers then, we're mothers now. We weren't wives then, we're wives now. Um, you you and I, you know, we didn't have businesses then, we have businesses now, right? So um, yes, they will fluctuate over time, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I really loved from your book um, was this, it was a line that you talked about, what are you committed to? And are you committed to hanging out with folks who love comfort? And I'm paraphrasing yeah. there, yeah. But, you know, folks that are committed to comfort. Mm-hmm. And this is really interesting to me because I, I'm fascinated by this idea of kind of comfort culture and how that can really impact how we're showing up. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. So um, that story I tell in the book. <laughs> so um, my it was my very first. Yeah, it was my very first job in corporate America. I worked in a um, call center. And mm-hmm. if anyone's familiar with call center environments, you have your party row, right? It's the row of people, you know, the reps sitting there and they're just having a ball. They're not productive at all. I sat in that row. And after a while, that row started to rub off on me. And then I started to pick up their habits. And then that's what led me down the road of almost getting fired because I was picking up their habits. I had to remove myself from that row and relocate to a different row in order to, and this is the thing, I didn't even know at the time I was about to get fired, but um, that decision saved my job. So who you have around you is everything. There's a quote um, that I also have in a book from uh, Jim Rohn that talks about you're the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. And if you think about it, whether we're working from home or whether we're still report or going into the office today, we spend the majority of our time at work eight, 10, 12 hours a day, we're surrounded by our coworkers and our, you know, our network and our team of leadership. And whether we realize it or not, we're being influenced by those people. So when it comes to who's mentoring you, who you are influenced by, it means everything. And so if you have a group of people who are committed to comfort, who won't push you, right? They may see your potential, but they're not going to mm-hmm. push you because they're fine, you know, just where they are, where they are, their beliefs are such, or maybe their thoughts are such that they're completely okay with what they have going on and they don't want more, but you want more, right? And you know, you want more. So it's nothing wrong with them in particular. They're not bad people. They are just, they're committed to comfort. And if you want more for your career, if you want more for yourself, your family, you have to take a good look at your surroundings and say, okay, am I 
comfortable here. And there's even another a saying that people say a lot, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that really is mm. a true statement, right? If, if you're one who knows there's more for you and that you want more for your career, your business, take a look at the people that you're surrounding yourself with and then ask yourself, how comfortable are you, right? So if you could kick your feet up and do your job in your sleep, I want to challenge you and I would just say, wake up. Right. Because if you're doing your job in your sleep, you're actually asleep at the wheel and you're about to crash mm. because you're too comfortable. Right. And so um, that whole that whole comfort thing is the enemy of growth. It really is. Because when you're growing, you're stretching. Think about a, a rubber band. I have all these analogies I like to <laughs> use, Kate. So um, think about a rubber band. You're stretching it. You're stretching it. You're stretching it. Right. And then if you let it go, it's going to fly. But take that same rubber band, and if it's committed to comfort, it's sitting there. It's not stretching over time at all, periodically. And what happens to it? It gets dried up, and it's get, it gets real brittle, right? So when you go to stretch mm. it, what does it do? It pops. It breaks into pieces. And in the same mm. way, that's what we are when we get committed to comfort. So it's kind of, you know, it's a twofold thing, taking a look at our associations and our surroundings and seeing, you know, how am I being influenced by these people? If I want more, are these the folks that I need around me to help push me? And then ask yourself the, another indicator, how comfortable am I? And if my feet are up and I'm like, yep, I can just roll out of bed, do my job and just go on. That's a strong indicator. Mm, you may not be where you think you are, right? And the, the best place that, that you could possibly be, especially if you want more for your career, for sure. Mm, that's great advice. Um, so we've talked about the things that women can do to change themselves, right? We're talking about their habits and their associations, their thoughts, their kind of comfort zone. Tell me, I'm going to ask you to change hats. Tell me um, how employers can show up differently for women in this age group, given some of the challenges that women in midlife and beyond are facing. Yeah, you know, um, that's a loaded question, <laughs> by mm. the way, Kate. Um, because, you know, now there's so many things that can be done. Bottom line, it is support. It is transparency. It is better communication. One thing that I lacked early on, and then I was thankful to have not so much by my company at large, but by individuals within my company. And then later my company caught up and started doing things at a grander scale. But um, mm. it was having people pull, individuals pull me to the side and tell me the truth. Rather it was, mm. and I talk about this in my book, I don't like to say that truth is ugly. People say the ugly truth. Um, I think truth is beautiful because it actually really literally like the scripture says, sets you free, right? So whether you like it or not, it, okay, that's to be determined. But somebody needs to tell us the truth. Somebody needs to be transparent with us. Someone or corporations need to, you know, be more supportive in the way that they, the same, and I don't want to, there's this whole narrative about, you know, I read an article yesterday about a woman um, and how she was treated when she said that she was expecting, um, you know, she was treated to, uh, you know, no one said, hey, are you okay? Hey, can how can I support you? It was, you know, they expected her to work 
all the way up until she had the baby, no maternity leave, nothing like that. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm not in any way saying that we should be treated exactly the same as men. I don't subscribe to that. And I'm going to tell you why, because we're not, Mm -hmm. we're women, we're different. We're capable of different things, right? We're wired differently. Um, refer back to that that book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, whatever, if I got it right, I think I did, right? So we're different. And so, and, and when I say we're different, I don't mean treat us different. I'm just saying, or, or we're less or anything like that. I'm just saying support us and be transparent from that place of acknowledging our uniqueness, Right. So that's what Mm. I mean with the, by the word different, we're unique. So corporations need to be more transparent with women, more supportive. Um, There are employee resource groups that I have found have been so, so just beneficial for me in my career where I'm working side by side on some volunteer project with a VP or with a senior executive in the company that I would never have an opportunity to connect with Otherwise, because our jobs just don't inter- intersect that way. And then I get to know that person on a personal level. And then they become an advocate of mine. And then maybe a mentor. And you can glean from them in that way. So that's an avenue as well. But really, I feel like the transparency piece and the communication piece is so needed. Um, because there's a whole undertone, especially in corporate America. There's a whole culture, depending on the company. And unless you're tapped into that, you you don't know why you didn't get this position or that position or why this person who you're running circles around seemingly is getting selected and promoted and you're not. So that's what I mean about the transparency piece. Um, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely is needed more. And especially now because we have these women in corporate America who are dying on the vine, they're talented, right? They're powerhouses. They have so much to contribute regardless of their age. Um, And, you know, some corporations are looking at them like, yeah, okay, they're replaceable. And then it's not until they walk out the door with all of their expertise that they realize, oh my God, what do we do, right? So-and-so is gone and with them walked every everything, all the history, <laughs> all the secret sauce, all the, you know, they know where the bones are buried. All of that is gone with that person, right? And so um, we just have to, we, when I say we, I mean women and corporations have to shift that paradigm in our minds and and come from a different place. And I think it's a two-way street though, Kate. I really believe that the corporations can do all they want. I happen to sit, be sitting in one of the most supportive companies. I feel like I, you know, they, everything is there and available at our fingertips. However, we have to take advantage of it, right? We mm-hmm. have to take hold of it. Someone could set a the the nicest plate of whatever your favorite food is in front of you, and it smells good. The, it looks good. And the knife and the fork is sitting before you. And it's not until you pick up (laughs) the knife and the fork, right? And start feeding yourself, Mm -hmm. are you going to partake? So I believe it's a two-way street. Absolutely. Well, that's just such a great advice all the way through. I mean, from your hats theory to your um, ambitious woman, I just love it. Where can our listeners find out more about your work? Oh, great. Sure. So um, my company is called Wise Hat Consulting, 
And if you go to wisehatconsulting.com, you um, can visit my website, you can purchase the book, you can find out more about um, my coaching programs and the things that I offer. And then as far as social media, you can find me under my full name, Jacquees Spikes, on Instagram, Facebook, um, and uh, LinkedIn as well. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being here today, Jay. And you. uh, you really helped our listeners. Thank you, Kate. I appreciate it. This was wonderful. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Take care. You too. Thanks for listening to the Age Sister podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review the episode on your favorite podcast app. We'll also be posting the show notes and any other important information at www.cardeahealthconsulting.com.